Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Breaking, breaking, breaking news here on the Fantasy Football Show here at the Fantasy Football Show.com news desk. Let's get to it. From the Fantasy Football Show.com news desk, here is your breaking news. This man right here in front of your face, Kyler Murray, inks a $230.5 million deal, making him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the entire National Football League. So this guy right here is going to, what, take the Cardinals to the promised land? Maybe, maybe not. I think Kyler Murray has shown a lot of maturity in a very short window of time. I was pretty critical of Kyler and his whole social media song and dance. I was pretty critical of Kyler and his leadership, his lack of leadership for a while. And I think I can do that because I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm here in Arizona. I think I could do... Whatever I want in terms of my 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 fan and my fandom, and and Kyler has been a disappointment in Arizona. Like it's no secret that Kyler has not been able to throw inside the pocket. Um, he struggled when Hopkins goes down. Uh, there's been a lot of leadership problems with Kyler, but the Cardinals said we're not paying you, Kyler. They said that early in the offseason. They changed their tune clearly, but when they did that. Kyler did turn things around. Tyler put his head down, did go to work. I like what I've seen in a very short period of time. He's still got a lot to prove. And as a Cardinal fan, we're not too sure what what's in store for Kyler in the future. But what I can tell you is this. And my boy, Dr. Rogers, is in here. And, and I own a jersey. Because I said, I said, Kyler, early on in the offseason, I said the Cardinals don't want to sign him to an extension. They didn't. And they changed it up on me. And now I owe Raj a jersey. But uh, uh, Kyler Murray, you can't upgrade this man. Like, how are you going to go and get a better quarterback? Maybe he doesn't bring you a Super Bowl. Maybe he does. But what I do know is there's there's a harder. It's hard to upgrade a quarterback like this in the NFL. And from a fantasy perspective, which is why we're all here, this guy is a a, a good fantasy football quarterback. Top five, top six, right around the top four to seven. You could throw him at four. You could throw him at six. There are a grip of quarterbacks like Lamar, like Jalen Hurts. Uh, e- e- even guys like Russell Wilson, you could argue, could dance in the five, six, seven. Trey Lance, my boy Trey Lance. You have a grip of quarterbacks in that four to seven, four to eight range where Kyler Murray lives. And Kyler Murray has a, a, a potential to literally be the leading scorer in fantasy football any given week. So, from a fantasy perspective, I like he, I like that he's happy. We're we're excited that he's happy. We want this man motivated, and he gets his his wide receiver Hollywood Brown shipped over from Baltimore. His his former college teammate. This guy, these guys got a rapport like this, and you get you get uh, you, when when this deal went down when they traded for Hollywood Brown. I, I admit I was like, what are they doing? What are they doing? The Cardinals. Must have known this was coming down when they made that deal for Hollywood because what a genius move at the end of the day. Like, Cliff Kingsbury gets a lot of flack. I know he he, he basically, everybody feels that he dropped the ball. Hopkins went down last year. 
Kyler Murray was banged up. The Cardinals were the hottest team in, in the National Football League. There was no team better than the Arizona Cardinals. We were the toughest team in the entire NFL for half a season. And then things fell apart. And Kingsbury gets a lot of negative uh, press and a lot of uh, people come for his neck and say Kingsbury should be gone. They gave him a contract extension right in the middle of the Kyler Murray situation. Now Kyler gets his extension. First of all, boy, Kyler. Kyler gets paid. Kyler gets paid. I feel like he she, he owes me a jersey because I got to give Dr. Raj a jersey. But Kyler gets paid. I'm excited for it. I love it from a fantasy perspective. Um, we have the Cardinals. One of the toughest schedules, if not the toughest schedule in the NFL. No, 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 let me just call it. Toughest schedule in the NFL. Toughest schedule in the NFL. Our final eight games are absolutely brutal. Let me pull up the Cardinals schedule here. Uh, Arizona Cardinals schedule 2022. This is really, really brutal. It's really brutal. I mean, the last the last eight games are so bad, so bad. Um, let me put this up on screen. This is really, really tough. This schedule is so. Let's put it on screen. Down to the Saints game. So this is this is uh, the beginning's not the worst part of the schedule. Like the the, the ending is what's bad. Okay, so here, here's, uh, it looks like August 12th, um, the Bengals, Ravens, let's see, that's August, September 11, right? KC, that's week one, let me put that right here, cut it off there, KC, Raiders, Rams, like, that, that's a brutal start, KC, Raiders, Rams. That's that's a that's a re- we can start off 0-3. I'm not saying the Cardinals can't win one of those games. I'm not saying the Cardinals can't win two of them. It's possible, okay? Cardinals could beat Cardinals were the best team in football through half of the season last year. But we got a little bit of uh, you know, unsettled situation in the in the Hopkins, you know, suspension for six games. Now, granted, like I said earlier, Hollywood coming over is great news. And, and, and that could put the Cardinals in an amazing situation from week seven on when they get Hopkins back if he is the same wide receiver, which I don't believe he's dropped off talent-wise, but we'll see if he stays healthy. But you've got Casey, Raiders, Rams. Okay, then you've got the Panthers, winnable. Eagles will be a tough game, but it's winnable, but it's a tough game. Seattle, we can win that game. And then the Saints. And then look at this schedule the rest of the way there's there's a couple decent games in the beginning of it but then it gets brutal the second half of the season or a little bit into the second half because we're only one two three four five six seven games in is right here vikings gonna be a tough game we could win that game but it's a tough game seattle could win that game again rams niners chargers Patriots, Broncos, Bucks, Falcons, we can win that game. Niners. Has anybody seen a, a tougher one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, a tougher seven final games in the NFL season? 
The Rams, the Niners, who are going to be really tough this year. Chargers, I believe, could win the Super Bowl. Bye week, Patriots will still be tough, despite whatever offensive worries they have. Broncos, Buccaneers, Niners. That is a brutal finish to the, the 2022 NFL season. I don't, I, I, it's the toughest schedule in the NFL. Look at our first three games. Chiefs, Raiders, Rams. I, I, it, it's a brutal schedule. Absolutely brutal. Making the playoffs will be a tall order for the Arizona Cardinals this year because of how tough not only the NFC West is, but just how hard it's going to be to grab a wild wild card spot. It's a brutal schedule, Raj. It's a brutal schedule. That final eight, that final seven games. It wouldn't shock me if if at most the Cardinals won three or four games in that final eight game stretch. So, meaning we've we've got to have a huge lead on a wild card spot walking into the final seven games. There's no way we we go toe to toe with every one of those teams. That's a brutal schedule. KC has the toughest schedule in the NFL. I don't know, tougher than that one, Terry? Maybe. I don't know. I'll look it up in a minute. This is brutal. We're back on point. Back on point. Uh, who do we got in here today? We've got uh, seventy of you in here. Punch that thumb up button. Uh, Mario first in the building today. Add a boy, Mario. Lions Den, Navage, James, Frake, Philip, Kilpatrick, Kenny P. Vamp. Appreciate all you, Coach. Appreciate you all being here. So what do you guys think about Kyler Murray? What kind of fantasy season can we now expect? I love that he's paid because from a fantasy perspective, we don't have to worry about his attitude. Um, I don't think he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that gets the money and then just steps back. I don't think that's it. I think he needed this. I think had he walked into 2022 with this this negative this negative cloud over his head that he did help create with the whole social media uh, blitz that he did this this entire like uh, you know ransom letter that he wrote the Cardinals it was getting out of hand it was really bad it was really bad I was not excited about Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals 2022 NFL season with this dark cloud that was self made by Kyler Murray without his leadership and all that demanding this and demanding that I'm frankly a little shocked that this deal got done I know the Cardinals needed to do it. I know that the leverage was a little bit... Kyler had a little more leverage than the average player because there was the thought and threat of him walking away, maybe. You know, he wants to play baseball. Uh, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be successful. We know that. But Kyler Kyler Murray was not happy. And Kyler Murray, there was a threat of this guy maybe walking away. Or more so holding in versus holding out. Uh, in today's NFL... You don't hold in, you don't hold out anymore if you're like a quarterback where you can afford to actually have a bad season. Like a, a, a Debo Samuel can't hold in. He can try and hold out, but you can't hold in. Hold in means you show up to get a check, you fake an injury, uh, you you don't give it your all, you just mosey on through the season, whatever. There's a lot of ways you could define holding in, but essentially it's you coming to get paid 
but you're holding out essentially based on your performance, based on faking injuries, based on all kinds of things. And you might say to yourself, well, Kyler Murray holds in and doesn't ink a deal and and, and he has a bad year. Who's going to pay him? A lot of teams. If he's holding in and it's clear as day that this man's holding in because he doesn't want to get hurt, there's still a team. There's still multiple teams that would step up and say, Kyler, we know it's we know what time it is. We know what time it is. We, we'll pay you. Come on over here. He would easily get that. A guy like Debo, who has one year to a lot of people. I, I He has more than one year. We all kind of agree he has more than one year of proving it. He had a really good rookie year. Then he broke his leg. But Debo Samuel, if he was to hold in, let's say, wouldn't work out. Because teams would be like, see? You know, we're not going to give you the bag after you had one season and then literally held in. Didn't hold out, but you didn't, you faked an injury. You didn't, like, you can't do that. Debo is in a different place than Kyler Murray is. So Kyler Murray is 100% protected, no matter what in this situation or was. So Kyler Murray, there was more, there was more of a threat that, that this could end badly for the Cardinals than, oh, let's stand tall and, and, and we have all the cards. No, this guy had some leverage and, but, but I'm still shocked that he got the bag without proving it more that he was a leader proving on the field, off the field. There there was that play where at the end of the season, season was over. He refused to go back onto the field and snap the football with his team. There's a lot of chatter about him blaming the organization and the team for putting him in an embarrassing situation in 2021. And so all that just like, it just hit wrong. You know, there's a negative cloud, like I said, over the top of Kyler Murray. A lot of it self-made. And he hasn't really proven a whole lot, in my opinion, but it is what it is. And he got paid. Cardinal fans everywhere. And you can ask a Cardinal fan. They're excited about him. Are we sure about him? Not not yet. Like, we know fantasy-wise he's one of the best players in the NFL. We know fantasy-wise that this guy can be a monster during any given game. We know fantasy-wise he's the best thing for Hollywood Brown. We know fantasy-wise he's the best thing for the entire offense. He's the best thing for James Conner to have production and have wiggle room to run. So it, it's it's uh, it's good. It's good. Do I feel from a fan perspective or if we're just looking at this from a football perspective, do I feel like Kyler Murray is the answer is going to march this team into a Super Bowl, has shown the kind of leadership that I need to see to pay him $230 million? No. A lot of fans will tell you he doesn't quite he hasn't quite earned this 230 yet. You know, but in today's NFL, when quarterbacks are hard to come by, you got you gotta pay him. So he got paid. He's got the bag. Hollywood Brown to the moon in twenty twenty two. Um, Fitzgerald, uh, uh, Fitzgerald, <laughs> bring Larry, bring Larry Fitzgerald back. Um, I, I think Hopkins is probably going to have a good year once he returns, but there, there's still a lot to be proven there. I, I would say, I wouldn't say moonshot for, for D, D hop, but I'd say definitely that, that Hopkins having a very good week seven on, um, at the ADP cost of entry, which is around seventh round, um, you could get him in late six, which is a little too early. But I would say 
that uh, Vamp says a few months ago you said you'd rather have. I said I'd rather trade for a quarterback like Huntley and get a big name player in return. Vamp, that's a big difference between saying that and I'd rather have Huntley. I'd, the Cardinals, I don't know, they have a Super Bowl contending team. I'm just being honest from a fan perspective. I don't know that the Cardinals have a Super Bowl contending team yet. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We also have the addition of Hollywood Brown. Can you imagine what the Cardinals would look like right now if they didn't have Hollywood Brown and Hopkins was out six games? Do you think that anybody would be optimistic about the Cardinals winning even eight games this year if Hopkins is out? So it's a totally different situation, Vamp. And what I said was the Cardinals could get a big player, a big player, a big some big draft capital. You could have done a bunch of damage trading Kyler Murray. You don't just trade Kyler Murray for one quarterback that is unproven. But what does it do to the entire team? Do you feel that in the next five years with this contract that the Cardinals will win a Super Bowl? If you believe they can, then it's going to be worth it. If you, you believe they won't, then other moves could have been made if they wanted to. They could have traded Kyler Murray if they wanted to, if they felt like he couldn't take him the distance, which the Cardinals clearly feel that they question a little bit because the entire offseason, they dangled the carrot in front of them, said, prove yourself, Kyler. We're going to extend you and extend your fifth-year option, which is next year. They didn't even have to give him the extension this year because they're going to pick up his fifth-year option, right? So the threat was... Kyler, you got your fourth year right now in 2022. You got your fifth year option in 2023. Then we can sign you to an extension. Go out and prove yourself. The Cardinals didn't even the Cardinals didn't even do that. They they threatened to do it and then they didn't follow through with it. Kyler Murray, we're not paying you, and we'll pick up your uh, your fifth year option next year. We're not going to pay you. Don't tell them that we'll wait like a couple months and then we'll pay them. That's what the Cardinals did. They, you know, he proved it to a degree, but I still don't know if Hopkins and Kyler and this offense can actually win a Super Bowl. We'll see. We have a really negative vibe here in Arizona. I'll tell you from the Suns over and over and over, you know, going deep into the playoffs. This goes back to the Barkley days. This goes back to the to the to the days even before that. You know, days before a lot of you were even born, and days when I was just a tiny little kid, and the car and the and the Suns would make it to to the to the finals. The Suns would always go deep. The Suns, the Suns can't close. You know, the Cardinals. It, it's like it's like it's like you know, even even that year with with Kurt Warner, even that year against the Pittsburgh Steelers when Santonio Holmes pulled in that that Super Bowl touchdown. Uh, snag that just broke our hearts. The Cardinals, I don't know. We have a, we have a little bit of a negative vibe. We can go. We can go almost the entire way, almost go the distance, and then drop the ball at the very end. You know, it, it's 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 disappointing. And, and so, when the Cardinals continue to fail, when the Cardinals and the Suns look like they have a team for the ages, you know, the Suns, Suns and Suns and four. I mean, God, we look good. Even this year, the Suns looked unbeatable, unstoppable. And then the Suns dropped the ball. You know, Kyler Murray, I don't know. I wish him well. I'm glad he got a deal from a fantasy perspective. Hollywood Brown. To the moon. I won't I won't say 
I won't say Connor to the moon necessarily because we don't just hand out moonshots like candy. But but I think this is good for the entire fantasy football realm. When anybody connected to Kyler Murray, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Kyler Murray, congratulations, young man. You are one of the highest paid players in the National Football League. Uh, Kyler Murray's contract is as follows. $230.5 million. Some of the details haven't come out yet. Making him one of the NFL's highest paid quarterbacks. His deal includes, uh, I think it's $160 million in guaranteed money. Um, what they did was they gave him the Deshaun Watson deal, but without the guaranteed money. Deshaun Watson's contract was 230 fully guaranteed. Kyler probably wanted 230 fully guaranteed, but the Cardinals were like, look, that was a unicorn contract. They shouldn't have even given it to him. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that that the the Browns completely screwed almost every other team in the NFL by signing Watson to that that horrific 230 million guaranteed million dollar deal. Absolute garbage. That was a Bob move. That was a Bob move, Kenny. A Bob move. Only Bob would sign someone to a $230 million deal with, at the time, 22 pending uh, civil litigation cases against him. I mean, this this team, the Browns are in the Browns are in trouble. Although we we should have news on Deshaun Watson very soon, and when that deal drops, we'll be or when that uh, situation drops, we'll be here live. You can bet on it. Anytime news breaks, I'm live. I was even a little late today getting on this live because Smitty has a flat tire. I'm trying to or I'm trying to get the right tire uh, for my car. And I have to take it in to another place. So anyways, Smitty's got to go get his tire fixed. I'll probably do that tomorrow. If news breaks while I'm out, I'll go live on my phone. I wanted, I was so close to home. I'm like, I'm just going to drive home and get this, this taken care of. So, sorry, I'm a little late on, on this, but anytime there's breaking news, your boy Smitty walks into the studio, we go live. Um, but yeah, this $160 million guaranteed deal makes Kyler Murray the second highest paid reportedly and more news could come out on this um, because the details are still a little bit, uh, they're still rolling out. Second highest paid quarterback, average salary of $46.1 million per year. Murray was electric in 2021 before the ankle injury and the absence of DeAndre Hopkins appeared to impact his play down the stretch. Hopkins will miss the first six games, this is from NBC Sports, but Murray's Oklahoma running mate, Marquise Hollywood Brown, to the moon. We'll step up and help the boy, Kyler. Help the boy, Kyler. Help the boy. Help him. This kid. This is still a kid. This is still a kid. Kyler Murray, inking a five-year, $230.5 million deal. Congratulations, Kyler. You know, this is good news for everybody involved. Um, there's just no losers here when it comes to fantasy football impact. You, you, want, you want the quarterback getting paid. You want him as happy as he can be. So we can come out and sling the rock to Hollywood Brown. So let's go. Michael, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, Take care of the tire, bro. See you tonight. Thank you, Terry. See you at 7 p.m. Eastern. Terry's out of here. Deuces, Terry. Um, Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You know, if I'm I'm ranking quarterbacks, let's go to the board and do a, do a, a QB ranking. This is from a fantasy 
football perspective, mind you. There's occasionally people come in here and say he's not the best quarterback in the. We're doing fan. This is a this is a fantasy football show. Okay, this is the fantasy football show. So if I'm doing rankings for 2022. This is how I predict it to the to, to finish. Do I recommend you draft like this? No. I think Herb's finish is number one. Now, Josh Allen's going to be the first quarterback off the board. But I see this guy finishing number one. Burrow is number three. Mahomes, even without Tyreek Hill, Mahomes is still going to finish in the top four. There's a tear break here. You can love your quarterback as much as you want. Oh, my God, Smitty. Don't you think Lamar Jackson's going to be in that tier? Smitty, don't you feel like uh, uh, Tom Brady? He's always so great. We even have the Ron Navy, Kirk Cousins <laughs> conversation the other day. Look, I get everybody and their mother has a different quarterback take, okay? This is just my top four. You can at me all you want. You can think differently. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody's going to have their opinion. But this is my top four quarterbacks. The, the crazy part is this five spot because it really could be anybody. It, there's so many quarterbacks that, that are going to breach this territory all year long and dance in this. Kyler is definitely one of them. Kyler's definitely a guy you're taking as one of the top options in this, this five plus range. Okay, so once you get into that territory, it's it's open season as to who's going to be the number five in your opinion. It could be Kyler. It can be Lamar fans get so upset. It could be Lamar. It could be Lamar for sure. It could be Jalen Hurts. Hurts could Hurts could come into the mix. Hurts could be the guy. He really could. Trey Lance is, is my dark horse for being a guy that dances in this five, six, seven, eight range all year long. Trey Lance. Russell Wilson. I mean, why, why can't Russell Wilson, Raindrop Russ, come in here and start dropping uh, raindrop missiles to his boy Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, you know, and, and Javante Williams? Tom Brady, where's the respect for Tom Brady? Look at this. Look at these quarterbacks. You can make an argument for any one of these guys to be number five, and they're all going to dance in this area all year long. This is five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is ten quarterbacks right here. Ten. This is why we don't have room for cousins, Ron. We, we, you can't put anybody else in here. You got too many weapons. We're leaving Dak off already. Stafford, where's Stafford? Where's A Rod? Where's Carr? Where's Carr? Where's A Rod? A Rod, Stafford. Who else are we missing? Dak, Dak. I mean, this is this is loaded. Now, this is where people usually say to me, Smitty, Smitty, you just proved my point. You just proved my point, my my, my man, my young man, Smitty. The quarterback pool is so deep. Why on earth would you go near a quarterback early when you could literally wait and grab any one of those quarterbacks? Well, let me tell you something. Just because this is a deep crew in the 5 to 12 range, just because there are a ton of quarterbacks from Dak to Stafford to Lance to Hurts to Wilson to Brady to Lamar to uh, to A-Rod. This is A-Rod right here. Don't get, don't get all upset, Green Bay fans. To Carter, Kyler. Uh, just because there's this loaded crew here doesn't mean that this guy can't outscore them 
by a, a significant amount. Doesn't mean that these two guys or these three guys. I don't know if I have. I have Bur. I have Mahomes maybe dropping occasionally in with one of these guys at times because of the weaponry and the lack of of touchdown production that could be there more so than other years for him. Like this is my clear four. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he bounces in and out of the top four, but you still got to give him the respect he de- he deserves and has earned that four spot. But these guys right here, they could throw for 45 plus TDs. These guys are amazing. They are really good. The QB pool is deep. But if you're one of those people that says, I'm just going to wait for whoever's left, why play fantasy football? How is that any fun? I'm just going to wait for a court. Look, I'm taking control. Give me the reins, bro. Let me go in and grab the guy that I feel is going to throw for 45 TDs with the extra game. I think that's totally possible. 45 44 to 45 TDs for either one of the, for any one of these guys. But I'm going to say that this is the man that probably th- slings 45 touchdowns, runs for for three to five, scores a total of 50 scores in 2021, which is why if he's if he's touching 48 to 50 touchdowns total, this guy Herbert, this guy Herbert. You have a league winner. Even early quarterback, you have a league winner. Now, all that said, do you know who I feel? And you probably do if you've watched my show at all over the last month. Who my number one, one of my number one players in all of 2022 is in terms of value. Who one of my favorite picks is. Who I consider to be one of the best draft picks in fantasy football 2022. Is it Herbert? Herbert's Herbert's a great value. If you can get him in the late fourth round, that is league winning. And I won't pass up on it. But do you know what player I love more than any other player besides Brees Hall in 2022 fantasy football? You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking people about. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Why is Burrow the best pick in fantasy football? Because this guy's ADP is in the sixth round. When you can get, you can't even read that, can you? You can't even read that. In round six, when you could get Joseph cigar smoking Burrow in round six, yet come in here and complain to me about my early quarterback approach. Six round is not early. Smitty, why would I draft a quarterback early in the sixth round, which is not early, when I can just get a Brady in round nine or ten? I get the appeal of waiting. I understand it. But waiting to the sixth round to get a guy that can throw for 40 to 45 touchdowns is ridiculous. That value is insane. It is league winning. Yeah, Broadway Burrow, Joseph, Cigar Smoking Burrow, you pick... Whatever you want, this man. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. To the this moon. man's going to burrow a lot of people in 2022. And and Joseph Burrow is one of, if not the best picks in fantasy football 2022 at a six-round value. It doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. None of this matters right here. Just because Kyler's good, Lamar's good, I get it. They're good values too. 
And, and if you get sniped out of Joseph Burrow, that's fine. You can go after a Kyler. You can go after a Jalen Hurts. You can go after my boy Trey Lance. I love Trey Lance. I'm going to own these guys too because I'm not going to I'm not gonna snipe Burrow in every league. If I do a, a whole, okay, Herbert falls to 4.10, I'm taking Herbert. That's value. You take the value as it's there. What if Herbert gets sniped? Burrow is waiting there for you to help you win a league in the sixth round. At 6.1, in best ball drafts, get on over to Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code SMITTY. Link in the description. Also, just use code SMITTY if you're over there. Get a free phone call from me. I also have the link at thefantasyfootballshow.com at the top. But let me tell you something. You, You get this guy, Joseph Burrow, in the sixth round in a underdog draft. It's called Championship. It's called championship. You get Joseph Burrow in the 5.10 to 6.5 range. It is championship season, baby. Because this guy could throw for 40 to 45 touchdowns. Run a couple in. Guy could easily be a 45 plus touchdown guy. Herbert could be a 45 to 50 total touchdown guy. Absolutely love Herbert. Absolutely love Joseph Burrow. And anybody that considers... Joe Burrow at 6.1 early quarterback. What's your definition of early quarterback? I've never heard of this early quarterback in, in round six before. It sounds like that sounds like middle round to late quarterback drafting to me, pal. So go get it, Joseph. Uh, we're here to celebrate Kyler. Kyler, appreciate you. And 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 as an Arizona Cardinal fan, I am excited about this. Punch that thumb up button. We got 80 of you in here, 40 thumbs up. Punch the thumb up button. Help your boy Smitty. I'm excited about Kyler Murray. As a Cardinal fan, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this does to his mentality. I'm excited to see what this does to his drive. Uh, I'm excited to see how much of his ransom letter is true when he said, you want to win a Super Bowl, you give me a contract extension now. <laughs> give me a give me a deal now, and let's see what Kyler Murray can do with that now. Let's see how motivated he is. Let's see what the connection is now between him and Hollywood Brown. Look, this deal, this Hollywood Brown deal was genius. I was starting to talk about it earlier. I got sidetracked. Kingsbury. This guy Kingsbury. Okay? Everybody's really hard on him. I get it. I get it. There's a lot to be critical of. But he did lead this team through half of a season where they were the best team of football. Okay? Things fell apart. Hopkins went down. You know, if the if the Niners lost Debo or if uh, the Buffalo Bills lost Diggs, it would be a, a blow. You you would have a tough time, a tougher time winning games. So Kingsbury gets a really really bad rap, and I think he deserves another shot before everybody starts calling him a bad coach and needs to be fired. He led this team to to an unbelievable start, and then he had injuries that took out his number one wide receiver and his quarterback. Like, what do you expect Kingsbury to do? Now Kingsbury saw. This whole Hopkins thing, you know, coming, and he made a move, a veteran move for Hollywood Brown, which no one understood at the time because they didn't have the information that Hopkins was going to be out six weeks. And they made a move for a veteran that Kyler Murray had comfortable comfortability with. These guys have a rapport. Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown played football together. Former college buddies. Rapport's already there. They just got to kickstart the rapport. And we're going to see Kyler Murray kind of fall into a very natural, comfortable place 
throwing the football to Hollywood Brown. Now you got Hopkins out. Like here, here's here's what's really happened. This is what's crazy. When people say the Cardinals are in trouble from that perspective, that makes me laugh because yeah, while I worry about Kyler's maturity and getting to where he needs to be to win a Super Bowl, when you think about it from this perspective, you have the Arizona Cardinals with Hopkins. Now, when you think about it, let me see if I can get this clear again. Come on. There we go. When you think about it, Look at this. Kyler Hopkins Hollywood. That's what the Cardinals are going to have. Right now, of course, they don't have Hopkins. But this right here is still as good as Kyler and Hopkins. Like, what's so funny is this right here is as good as Kyler Hopkins. Mainly because they have rapport. But Hollywood Brown and Kyler together should be as productive as Kyler and Hopkins. So when people say the Cardinals are in trouble because Hopkins is out, they've already practically replaced him. This is equal. So what happens when Hopkins comes back? If Kyler is on point, this right here is what you call an upgraded situation, people. This right here is one of the better wide receiver crews in the National Football League. You don't really hear people talk about that. When people say, hey, who's the who's the best wide receiver who are the best quarterback wide receiver combos in the NFL? No one ever mentions the Cardinals, Kyler, Kyler Murray, Ho- Hollywood Brown, and Hopkins. No one ever mentions it because Hopkins is out for six games. But when he comes back, who's to say this isn't the best wide receiver and quarterback trio in the National Football League? You know what I'm saying? This is one of the best trios in the National Football League. Once Hopkins is back, played it simple as far as wide receivers. Now, I, of course, you've got Burrow, Chase, and Higgins, probably the best in the National Football League. But this is this is a very comparable trio. Once Hopkins is back, so kind of crazy how much negativity go the Cardinals' direction when you look at. The, the weaponry that this team has. And then Connor. Like, well, there's a lot of options. A lot of weapons. Kyler Murray gets paid. Kyler. Potatoes. Congrats, Kyler. You deserve it um, to a degree. <laughs> Prove it. Prove that you have earned this, pal. Show us in your attitude, your leadership. Do what you said you'd do in the ransom letter when you said you'd bring a Super Bowl to the Cardinals. I, I think it's going to be a tall order this year, to be honest. I think with the injury to Hopkins and all that, or the suspension to Hopkins, with uh, him proving that he can be healthy, Hopkins as well. With all that, I'm a, I'm a little worried, a, a little skeptical of the schedule, but but I definitely feel like 
it's hard to upgrade Kyler Murray. It is hard to get a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. There aren't a lot of other options. The only options you have are the deals that I talked about where I said you could you could you could trade Kyler for another quarterback and then build around him, get a get a, a massive amount of draft picks and draft capital and bring in a guy like Tyler Huntley. Do something like that. I love Tyler Huntley. Like like if if you were to get a bunch of draft capital or a huge defensive player, top five, top seven defensive player in a Tyler Huntley, like something like that, you could build around that and try and try and try and do something new, something different. But if you feel if the Cardinals feel they have what it takes to win a championship in the next five years, which I'm a little skeptical of in a in a still tough NFC, but especially given the AFC competition. I don't know that I see Kyler Murray yet. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Knocking off one of the AFC big dogs that will be facing them every single year. I mean, you've got you've got you've got Burrow, you've got Josh Allen, you've got Herbert, you've got Russell Wilson, you've got Pat Mahomes. I feel like from that lot of players that I just named in those offenses, those those teams, I and some will say Derek Carr and the Raiders, and you can say that if you want. It's it's going to be hard pressed for an, uh, an NFC NFC team to win a Super Bowl. I would say the ne- uh, the next five years, at least three of them will be won by one of those teams I just named in the AFC. It, it, this is this is a tough, tough, tough AFC for the next decade, and and, and I think the NFC is still good. I think there's still a, a lot of good teams. Um. I think the 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 Rams, the Niners. Um, we'll see how Green Bay fares without Adams. Um, we'll see how Tom Brady does. Is he still Tom Brady? Can he still do it for one more or two more years? Let's call it one year at a time. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Kyler Murray in the pocket is yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray's got to learn how to throw in the pocket. Here's my hope. Meet the woo with that with that particular comment. He is. Too short to see over his own line. It's like this. I mean, let's be honest. Okay, this is my quarterback. This is my Cardinals team. I can be honest. I can be critical. He's like this. He can barely see over the line. It's just fact. It's not like me joking around or exaggerating it. He literally has learned to roll outside the pocket because he can't see over the line um, very well or a lot of the time. Uh, Punch that thumb up. We have 70 to 80 people in here and only 49 thumbs up. Punch that thumb up button for your boy Smitty. I mean, I'm out here breaking news for you. Hit it for me. Hit it for me. Um, I mean, I don't know. I agree. Keeping Kyler in the pocket, but Hollywood will help there. I agree. So that's what I was going to say. Hollywood Brown might add a different dynamic to, to Kyler Murray's game. Being without Hopkins for a little while might truly help. Kyler Murray develop kind of like when you are right-handed and you break your right hand and you've got to throw with your left, do a lot of things with your left hand. And then when your right hand gets strong again, you return to using it, but now you have this new skill and ability to be able to, to use both of your hands in some ways. Like Kyler Murray, I believe being without Hopkins is going to make him grow. Hopefully, it's not painful growth. Hopefully, he grows in a way that when Hopkins comes back, he's better for it. He's stronger. The, the Cardinals can take a, a huge step forward the moment Hopkins returns. And hopefully the Cardinals have a good enough record to be in the wild card hunt, maybe even the division hunt, but probably not. 
But if they're in the, the wild card hunt, especially with the first three games, like I, I talked about earlier, these first three games are so brutal for the Cardinals. Um, these are the first uh, three are the the um, preseason games. The, the September 11, KC, Raiders, Rams. Those are three insanely tough games to start the season without Hopkins trying to build rapport for the first time with Hollywood since college. You've got three very tough games to kick off the season. I don't think you could have a tougher three games. KC, uh, Raiders, and Rams. And then, yeah, we've got a string of games that are winnable. Panther game. The Eagle game. Eagles will be tough, but they'll be you could win that game. So Panthers, Eagles, Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks, and Saints. You know, it may, it may be Kamara's out for that game still. We don't know what Kamara's suspension is going to look like. So the Cardinals could technically, in a worst-case scenario, in the beginning part of the season, and then a best-case scenario, be four and three coming out of the seven games. I, I mean, we'll see. And they get Hopkins back for this uh, Saints game. I don't know. I don't know. If I had to project and be honest and objective about it, I would say Cardinals lose week one, lose week two, Let's say the Cardinals win week one. Let's give them a win. Win week one, lose week two, lose week three. They're one and three. Two and three after the Carolina game. Three and three after the Eagle game. Four and three. Or I'm sorry, four and two. Did I say four and two? Four and two. Four and two after the Seahawks game. They could be five and two. They could be five and two after this stretch of games, but they also could be four and three. But we'll see. You know, I, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the Cardinals this year. I think the schedule is just brutal. Like I said at the end of the year, this is the worst uh, last seven games I've seen for a team. Um, Saints are, are this isn't it? This is the uh, beginning. I mean, from from the 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 Ram game, right here. Rams, Niners, Chargers, bye week, Patriots, Broncos, Bucks, <laughs> then Falcons. We can win that game, and then Niners. That is a brutal finish to the season. Unbelievable. Um, Kyler Murray over Jalen Hurts. Look, Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he gets too much negative press I think people are too hard on Jalen Hurts dude had one full season and everybody's judging him saying this is what he is Hurts is what he is he just got AJ Brown when when the haters are gonna go crawling back into a hole when when Hurts comes out and drops a pretty darn good season people are gonna climb right back into a hole and say uh, well you know he, he has AJ Brown that's why he has AJ Brown that's why okay we'll see We'll see. I love how convenient that 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 AJ Brown uh, trade is. You know, I, I love I love that everybody feels that AJ Brown is just a a like a saving grace for Hertz, and it's not. It doesn't it doesn't end up being Hertz that that makes these uh, uh, that drop that drops these stats at the at the end of the year. Hertz is a top five to seven quarterback fantasy wise, and he looks more like a top ten quarterback. NFL-wise, it's going to be blamed on the fact that he got A.J. Brown. And that's fine. 
People can be negative on Hertz all they want. Hertz is still developing. You know who people were also negative negative on? And I can say this because I had him in my top five bull predictions as a rookie. Okay. Josh Allen. And everybody can say you can't compare Hertz to Josh. Did he just compare Jer- Yeah, you know why? Because everybody said Josh Allen was trash. Everybody said Josh Allen couldn't throw the football. Everybody now says Josh Allen's an anomaly that you can't talk about. Why can't you talk about him? When everybody said the same thing about Josh Allen, he's trash. He does no accuracy. He can't do well. Everybody says Hertz just checks down all the time. Check down Jalen. Well, he didn't have the options that he has right now. Like, let's see what he does with A.J. Brown. And let's see how Devontae Smith develops. you got Goddard. You've got, you know, uh, Sanders is okay. I, I think Sanders could be effective if they use him right. Um, I don't think he'll be a great fantasy asset or consistent. He even said, don't draft him. <laughs> he said, don't draft me a fantasy. I won't be consistent. But Hurts is, I love that people don't know what's going to happen. I love that people feel like they understand this guy. They've already pegged him. This is what he is. He came in as a rookie, and I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on the stat, but I believe it was three, like 40, 345 yards, something like that, and four touchdowns his first NFL game. And then he followed that up with another, I believe it was right around 303. And then and then everybody thought this guy was top five. Top five quarterback, locked and loaded. He only played two games at this point. This is not last year, it's the year prior. When Doug Peterson then benched him, I believe in his third game, if my memory is serving me correct. It was like three, 340 and four, 303 monster two games to start off his career. Everybody says he's not, he's a sm- little check down guy. His first two games, he exploded. He was a yardage guy. This guy, Jalen Hurts, could could throw for 4,000 yards and run for 1,000 at some point in his career. You know, like, <laughs> he could run for 1,000. He'll have a 1,000-yard rushing season, potentially, at some point during his career. He is a cheat code in some ways if he's able to get on point with his throwing. Um, it's going to be an unbelievable season for Jalen Hurts. Now, I love that people give people are giving him no ability to improve. He is what he is, according to so many people. Jalen Hurts can't improve. Why? Why can Josh Allen grow leaps and bounds as a mechanic quarterback? That can sling the rock and be one of the considered to be one of the best passers in the NFL. Why? Why can he have time to improve his mechanics, but Jalen Hurts doesn't get that time? Why? Why? Jalen Hurts is electric. Just wait. Just wait. Hurts uh, was in the playoffs last year, and now his team just got better. Says Niner by nature. Hurts over Cousins, of, of course. I mean, Ron's in here, I think, so... Earmuffs, Ron. Earmuffs, Ron. Of course we want Jalen Hurts over Kirk Cousins. Come on. Let's not have that conversation again. I love my boy Ron, but please. I don't know if Ron saw my quarterback rankings. Cousins wasn't even near it. (laughs) He wasn't even close to being ranked on that board. He's a super flex quarterback, Ron. I do give you that. But Hurts, uh, Cousins should not be starting on anybody's fantasy team because of the, the quarterbacks I just named. Down to Derek Carr, which was 14. Uh, not, not He wasn't the 14th quarterback. I'm saying Derek Carr could be the 14th quarterback. 
I, I named earlier 1 through 14 in no particular order. So that means that Cousins at best can be quarterback 15 in fantasy. At best. His best case scenario is being ranked inside my top 15. Enough of that. Ron, Kirk Cousins, it's great news for you. He's all yours. You'll have, you'll be able to scoop him up in every draft you can. Dude had three different QBs and made all of them look good. Who are you talking about now? CD Lamb made Hurts. Kyler and Baker look good. <clears throat> CD Lamb season's here. Can we just say that? To the moon. Love CD Lamb. CD Lamb could be the wide receiver one, potentially. He could. I'm not saying he will be. I'm not saying expect that. It's clearly Chase and Jefferson. I'm just saying, of all the wide receivers not in the top three or four, because like Lamb's not really traditionally in the top four. He's probably like, you know, five, six, seven. Of everybody outside the top three, you know, Cup, Chase, Jefferson, um, I think Adams a lot of time is ranked ahead of Lamb. Of everybody not in that top three or four, the one wide receiver I feel is the best shot. Ron, thank you for the super chat of becoming the number one is is CeeDee Lamb. Read my above comment. Let's debate. I don't want to debate Kirk Cousins again, Ron. It's just not not the best topic in the world. I'll put your comment up for sure, but I, I don't I don't need to debate this. It would just be it would just be more the same. Cousins ranks 2015, 11, 2016, 13, 2017, 10, 2018, 13, 2019, 8, 2020, 15, 2021, 13. Okay. I mean, even with that, Ron, that still doesn't put him anywhere consistently inside the top, you know, 10. So from my perspective, that's still what's that average out to, you know, 13 or whatever. So he's not a top 12 quarterback, but he's a great super flex quarterback that is very, very undervalued. I agree with that. He's undervalued. I'll I'll give you that, but I'm not starting him in fantasy. I'm not, there's not going to be a single team. Even, even if I did the same thing as last year and played in 22 fantasy leagues, which I'm not, I'm cutting back so many leagues. I cut, I, I messaged people. I said, look, my show is, my show takes up my time and I can't, I can't have 22 leagues where I've got to find out which one has Keenan Allen, you know, or he's banged up today. Like I can't do that while I'm live and I'm live so much. I, I my team's just, I, I, I have guys that are hurt starting, I, you know, if I play in 22 leagues, so I'm cutting back. Uh, but, but, uh, I, I, I wouldn't own him if I played in 22 leagues, I wouldn't own cousins as my starter in even one league. My, I'm, I, my man will be starting burrow in about 40 or 50% of my leagues, Josh Allen in about 10% of them. Um, probably, probably, uh, Herbert. No, actually let's do this again. 40% burrow. 20% 20% Herbert, probably like a 10% Josh Allen, and then a combination of of probably Lance, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think out of, out of all my teams, I could literally have a situation where I'm not starting like one of those big dogs. Like I'm drafting early quarterback to a degree middle round quarterback to a degree I'm not letting it slip past you know uh, a Kyler you know or slip past a Jalen Hurts I'll own Hurts and Lance as my safety net 
Like I want Lance in a bunch of league leagues because I think Lance is gonna Lance is going to the moon. To Doesn't the moon. mean that Burrow's not already on the moon to the moon there. Because look what we got here. Look what we got here. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Space monsters. Look at these space monsters right here. Now the leader here, um, inside the shuttle. I haven't done it yet, but inside the shuttle, we're gonna put uh, Josh or uh, Justin Herbert inside this shuttle on this this uh, rocket on the right. I'm gonna put his face inside that glass window because he's 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 flying everybody to the moon. I want to put Herbert on here in the sense that he's you know one of the space monsters that are being inducted because this guy Herbert's already there. So Herbert's going to be flying the shuttle, but we got Burrow, we got Hall, we got Rashad White. Let's let's hit this one more time. Let's hit this one more time. To the moon, to the moon. go the moon men. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. ETN to the moon, Javante to the moon, Trey Lance. These are kind of new monsters. new moon space monsters. Herbert, because Herbert went to the moon last year, he was the number two quarterback. He will be he he will be flying the shuttle. Uh, all these men. Now we still got to add a couple people. Um, yeah, we're gonna add we're gonna add a wide receiver. Don't worry. Um, Lamb Lamb and uh, Lamb and Herbert might be co-piloting the shuttle to the moon. So because because Lamb needs to be like in the conversation here, even though he's already you know it's hard to call him a breakout. Everybody knows he's co- coming. It's not like he's he's one of these like you know guys that are gonna like win leagues from their ADP. But Herbert, Herbert and Lamb will shuttle these guys over because they deserve the respect of being involved in this conversation. But these are the Moon Men. And my favorite, Burrow and Brees Hall. These two two gentlemen at the top right, Burrow and Brees Hall are the best values in fantasy football. Get Brees. Get Brees. Get Brees. Kyler Murray. Where's he? Congratulations, Kyler. You are now one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm very grateful that you didn't sign a, a, a guaranteed um, $230 million deal. Thank goodness that Deshaun Watson didn't completely screw up the market. He did set the bar for the amount of money. Um, Kyler Murray is the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL in terms of salary per year at $46.1 million. Uh, so that that is that is big. That is big. Um, Smitty, if Irv Smith can stay healthy, could he help Cousins make the top 10? Um, I mean, Cousins could flirt with that. Like, Ron just spat, spat out those stats. I don't know if those are accurate, but I trust Ron. Ron's Ron's definitely a reliable person with, with that kind of stuff. So, if Ron says he's ranking around 12 or 13 on average, then he's probably ranking around 12 or 13 on average. But um, do I think uh, he's going to crack the top 10? 12 this year no I don't because the 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 quarterbacks I just listed are deeper than ever they're better than ever we've never seen a quarterback pool deeper than this which doesn't make me want to go late quarterback anymore I've already explained why because apples to apples you're still getting a player that I believe is going to be even above this big you know massive amount of, of players that is high level like we have a big big pool of really amazing quarterbacks I don't think he can crack into the Kyler Murray, the Lamar Jacksons, the Jalen Hurts, the the Trey Lances. Some of these guys are unproven. I get how uncomfortable it makes some people, including my boy Ron, 
to to say that Hertz and and Lance are above Cousins because you like the proven. But I'm not here to talk about what's been proven, Ron. I'm here to predict what's going to happen. And Lance and Hertz are heading to to the moon. And if we keep having this conversation, I might just put Jalen Hurts on this the moon man moon men list dropping loads in outer space if i keep getting pushed ron i might toss little jalen on this thing space monsters and and if you ask why why i want jalen hurts over kirk cousins when he when he hasn't proven it because he can run for a thousand yards jalen hurts could run for he'll, he'll run for 800 yards in his sleep this year jalen hurts could run for 800 to a thousand yards during any given season so we want to talk football we can talk football and i think jalen will prove everybody wrong eventually and he'll probably start this year from a fantasy perspective there's just no argument because this man could run for a thousand yards okay uh in the scott fishbowl bro if i showed you my scott fishbowl team you probably uh sharding your pants immediately you've got uh herb swift breeze pitts who should I draft next? Are you really that not that far in the Scott Fishbowl? That's crazy how slow your draft is. DK Schultz, give me DK out off of this list. DK DK or McLaurin? I like I like Schultz. So actually, it's a it's a tight end premium, but you've got Kyle Pitts. You could start more than one tight end, but I'll probably go DK because you need wide receivers, bro. And I like McLaurin. You could go McLaurin or DK. Either one. Either one. My Scott Fishbowl team is absolutely crazy. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, it's insane. My Scott Fishbowl team, I, I feel like I worked them pretty good. I think I'm definitely one of the top teams in my in my uh, uh, league. Let me see if I can pull this up. Look at this squad in the Scott Fishbowl. I dropped a serious um, squad here. On these guys. Here's my Scott Fishbowl team. It's su- Okay, so let me remind you. It's super flex. It's tight end premium. It's six points per TD pass. Only five points for rushing TDs. Five points for passing TDs. It's, they always do weird scoring. Like, you can't even prepare for it. And the quarterbacks, the first two rounds are all quarterbacks. So, you get Jefferson. You get JT. You get guys like that in the third round. Like, the way that this works. Uh, so I, I, I drafted Jalen Hurts. I drafted Aaron Rodgers. You need two quarterbacks. You need two quarterbacks. Rodgers and Jalen Hurts. Then I came in with Justin Jefferson. I have St. Brown. I have DeAndre Hopkins. I have Brandon Ayuk. I have Dawson Knox. I have Travis Etienne. I have Brees Hall. I have Eli Mitchell. I have Tony Pollard season. This team is absolute straight fire in a super flex league with six points per TD pass. Just completely crushed this draft. I, I couldn't have been more excited about this team. Hurts uh, and Aaron Rodgers in a super flex six point per TD league. Hurts is going to ball out. Hurts is going to ball out. 314 points last season with with his improvements on roster. Dude's going to be right there with Aaron Rodgers scoring right there at 420. So look at this. Look at the quarterback scoring. Like you need. This is why. Justin Jefferson fell to the third round is because look at the scoring. Look at the quarterback scoring. 420 points compared to uh, JJ at 308. But look at, you know, look at some of the other scoring or whatever. Um, 
Brees Hall season, ETN season, these two running backs right here. I, I couldn't be more pleased. I love coming out of my draft with my running back one and running back two being ETN and Brees Hall because it affords you so much more work that you can do at the top of the draft. You can get a JJ. You can get a, you know, in a super flex, these two quarterbacks, and then come in and get ETN and Brees Hall. Absolutely love this team. So Scott Fishbowl coming for the first place for the kids, doing it for the kids. Smitty's coming for you, everybody. You've, you're, you've been warned. Uh, Smitty, someone offered me their Camara and future third for my Juju and Daryl Williams. Uh, someone offered me their Camara. Take it. Like, why are you even asking, Gavin? Camara could be out six games. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. Future third rounder. Who cares about your third rounder, Gavin? I wouldn't take your your third rounder for free. Okay, you're gonna get Camara, and all you got to give up is Juju, who's proven nothing. Who I have no faith in whatsoever. Go get Camara and go win your championship, young man. Okay, breathe easy with the mask on. Don't get overexcited and pass out once you get Camara, but take a lap. Take the mask off, take a lap, put the mask back on if you need it. Take it, run, bro. Unbelievable. um, You know, I'm proud of you for getting that done, but definitely need to take a lap for even hesitate. Because if that offer got pulled because you had to come over here and ask, then you're going to be taking a big fat lap. It's Camara and a third. Did I read it wrong? Whatever. Regardless. Oh, I already took it. I was just baffled. Yeah, get ready for the veto process to kick in. Get ready for everybody to be like, yeah, veto that. Veto that. Uh, Ron, did Ron send another super chat? Sorry, Ron. Ron said, uh, optimal word, he could. Are we still talking about cousins again? <laughs> Ron, lo- Ron, Ron, I got great news. Like, first of all, who cares what anybody says? If you love Kirk Cousins, bro, do you? Don't even listen to me. Ron, go clean up. Go clean up with Kirk Cousins. But the great news is all of this pushback, you, you've got to love it. you gotta you got to relish in it, bro. Because if you believe he's the next, you know, <laughs> if you believe he's, He's basically, like, when you see Kirk Cousins, like, when you put on your Kirk Cousins goggles, bro, and you see, oh, my God, that's Patrick Mahomes. This whole time, like, you literally going to win all your championships, Ron. So do you. Do you. I love Ron's conviction, though. Ron is so, 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 so uh, convicted to this. And I, I love it. I love it. Look, trust your gut, guys. You ever feel like something... And, and you feel like the whole world's against you, who cares? Do you? This is what you got one life to live. You got one life to live. And if Kirk Cousins is your mission, Ron, you do it. And you do it live, buddy boy. That's how I feel about Brees Hall. That's how I feel about Javante Williams. That's how I feel about my moon men. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Space. I don't care. If people are against my space monsters, these magnificent... The moon men dropping loads in outer space. People could be all upset all they want. These moon men are going to the, to the space uh, station and we're going to do it live. <clears throat> Let's see here. Don't 
mention Cousins or Gordon, says David. <laughs> yeah, no no one mentioned uh no one mentioned uh uh Javante versus Melvin Gordon today. By the way, we can open the phone lines real quick before we, we head out of here. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. I mean, why not? Why not open up the phone lines? You know what I'm saying? I mean, why wouldn't we open up the phone lines? If 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 Ron, you do end up calling, let's keep the cousins thing to a, like a two two sentence debate. Hurts uh, uh, could be a moon man. He could. I could definitely see Hurts. You know, we keep talking about Hurts not being good enough. You're gonna drive me into making him one of the said the moon man. I'll I'll put Hurts on there. You push me to my limit. I'll put Hurts on there without hesitation. He's at least gonna be involved. Maybe he like zooms by like in a space outfit or something. But uh, ETN to the moon, absolutely. ETN's on the moon men list for a reason. Um, Silver says, Kyler to the moon. Let's go. He's excited about the deal. Put Hertz up there, Smitty. You, you might just drive me to it. You might drive me to it. Kyler 7, 18, week 8, on. You're not taking into account that Hertz will improve at all. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't understand when people say that Hertz like is garbage. Hertz only does this. Hertz is a you know, it's a dump. He's a dump off kind of quarterback. Like no one gives him any room to improve. He had one year of volatile uh, volatility and in, in a in two regimes that wanted to get rid of him. The current one's still there. You know, you're live on the fantasy football show. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah, who is this? Oh, oh let me put you on mute. Um, so I'm Identify yourself. Eight-man dynasty. I got to decide on who is my fourth. I got Aaron Jones, Barkley, uh, Chubb, and Adams that I'm keeping. I know you're high on Herbert, but I have to decide on Herbert or Kittle. Who are you taking? Um, I mean, of course, I, li- I like both of them. And when you think about it, like Kittle in round four, at the end of round four is pretty good. And Herbert at the end of round four is pretty good, right? So it's not like it's yeah. not like either one's a mistake because they're both going in the same area. And, you know, you got to ask yourself who are you more likely to draft, uh, you know, in the next round. I think Kittle probably falls more than Herbert will. Is it six points per TD pass? Yeah. So you got to go Hertz, man. Or Herbert. Herbert. If it's six points for, for so? TD, you have to go Herbert. Like, this is not even a debate anymore. If it was norm, like four points per TD pass, six points for running, six points for passing TD or receiving TDs, but four points for passing touchdowns, it would be like arguable. But if, if you get six points per TD pass, bro, you have to go uh, Herbert. Yeah, yeah, I have the seventh pick in the draft, and I'm thinking, who's going to fall to the seventh spot? Is it going to be Kittle or Herbert? Not Herbert. And not, a six T, not in a six-point-per-TD league. Herbert all day, bro. All day. All right. Like that, just to put it in perspective, six-point-per-TD pass versus four, 
that can move a guy like Herbert from round four into like the top of three. And, and, and arguably, yeah. arguably, you could argue second round, but no one's going to do it. So you don't you don't want to do it. Like people are very weird about quarterbacks, bro. I talk about this all the time. I don't understand the hatred people have for quarterbacks. Punch that thumb up button on your way in the door, guys. We've got uh, anywhere between 80 and 100 people in here and only 65 thumbs up. Your boy Smitty out here working overtime with the breaking news. Let's do it. Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. So what I was saying, bro, is people are very weird about quarterbacks. Once the, the season starts, once week one is here, people all of a sudden value... Herbert where they need to value him. They value Mahomes where they should value him. They value Josh Allen where they need to value him. Kyler Murray goes up in value. It's like the reverse of driving a car off the lot. You drive a car off the dealership lot, it depreciates immediately. You drive a quarterback off the lot once week one starts, they go up in value. They're like a they're like a you know, an investment. It's crazy. Like think about it. Like you got Josh Allen at, at three point I don't know. 3.8, let's say, okay? 3.8. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, week one starts. The whistle blows. Boom, week one starts. Do you think anybody's going to trade you Josh Allen, if, let's say, you didn't own him, for a third-round player? There's no way. You can't offer up a guy you drafted in the third round for Josh Allen. You'll get laughed at. So what does that tell you? It yeah. tells you that people undervalue quarterbacks on draft day and they do it because everybody else does it. But guess what? We're going to do it too because you got to you can't go against traffic too much with that stuff because it'll end up burning you. Just like if you if you convert a league to a super flex, let's say, and your entire league just says, "Nah, we're still going to treat it like a normal league." You can't really go quarterback quarterback in that environment even though super flex you should consider it or at least go quarterback in round 1 if no one else is going to do it you're not going to get the value that you should get because no one else is playing the same game. You know, so like, bro, Herbert at six points per TD is, you add that to this, I love it. I would still shop Barkley around. Um, It's a four-man keeper league. Is there any penalty for keeping a guy or do you just keep any four you want? Or five? No, it's an eight-man keeper league. Or eight-man, okay. You keep five. You get to keep five keepers. So it's a five-man keeper league. Yeah. Okay. So eight, eight, eight owners. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, Her- Herbert's a, a lock and a six-point for TD. Um, I would shop Barkley around. Um, I love the idea of getting Brees Hall for Barkley. Um, it seems like that's something that you can you can do right now. You won't be able to do later, so might want to poke around at that because. Um, Keeper-wise, he's worth a whole lot more. Well, you can't get him till the draft. Okay. Well, maybe after the draft, or maybe you trade him for the 1.1. That's true. You know? But but you might be able to do that. People are pretty high on Barkley right now. And the fact that you'd have keeper value, boom. Give me it all day. All right. Appreciate you, man. Later. Bye, now, man. Take care. Later. Call into the show. Dial 602-NFL. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Who is this? Vinny, it's Avatar. Avatar, what's up, good buddy? What's up, man? So, listen, there's a lot of back and forth about this quarterback stuff, and I wanted to weigh in 
with some real math and some real facts because I understand what Ron is saying. And this is the deal. What Ron is saying is the point per game difference between like quarterback five and six and quarterback 12 is like a point and a half per game. Whereas if you draft running backs and wide receivers in the range that you're getting quarterback four, five, six, seven, eight, you gain a larger positional advantage two, three points per game sometimes per running back and wide receiver than you do if you select quarterback four, five, six, or seven versus quarterback 12. It has nothing to do with who's rushing or who likes who more or two weeks in, what guys are worth. That's just how the math works. It's just you get a better point-per-game advantage if you draft running backs and wide receivers higher than you do if you draft a quarterback in the mid-rounds. So I'm going to hang up and just... Well, no, you don't have to hang up yet. But, this, I mean, this is a debate as old as time. Like, it's... it's Oh, Avatar's gone. This is a debate as old as time. Like, uh, uh, this is not new information um, that that if you take a quarter... Like, this is the whole debate. But the question becomes, is apples to apples, are you are you going to land that player later? Like, I, I, I have this debate. People think all the time that... that I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to this, and that's fine because so many people love late quarterback. Let me see if I can get this to – there we go. But, again, and I do a video on this to explain why and what I'm what, what my concept is here. So, if you, if you draft, let's call Burrow in round six. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. This is not early quarterback. I don't care – what value you get later on downstream. If you give me Burrow... Oh, God. Why do these these pens go out like crazy? If you give me Burrow in round six, there's no debate. There's no debate. It doesn't matter if somebody's going to be close to top five or top six or whatever that you can get in round ten. I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. It's irrelevant. This guy could... This guy could be the the number one QB in fantasy football. You're getting him around six. That is a home run that cannot be argued. This is why this is why I like him more than Josh Allen. I have Herbert as my number one quarterback in fantasy football, but Herb is going in round four. So why is why am I taking Joe Burrow in the sixth round over my favorite quarterback? Because the value is insane. So I'm already telling this story that you're telling in a similar fashion, Avatar, for sure. So I agree with you and Ron in that per- from that perspective. Now the argument of drafting a Hertz over Cousins, let's say. So Hertz is going in, let's say the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. Let's just say you're getting Brady here, or you're say, let's do Cousins, because Cousins is your exa- example. Let's say you're getting Cousins right here. This is uh, 12. Let's just say you're getting him in 12, which is probably where you can get him. So Kirk Cousins versus me getting a Jalen Hurts in round seven or wherever I'm getting Hurts. I get it. It's, it is simple math to say if he's only a few points away and you're drafting him here, you can get a different player here. But the question becomes at what point... Are you really hurting your lineup? Are you are you secure enough in your Tony Pollards that you're drafting in this area? Are you secure enough in these places to where Hurts and these other players is just better 
than drafting this player here and getting Cousins here. Apples to apples, am I landing am I landing Hurts and this player right here who I who I actually like and I draft a Tyler Algier or something? Do I like Hurts and Algier over your player you're drafting here and your cousins? And the answer is I like my option better. Nine times out of ten. Doesn't mean that you're wrong in that the numbers speak you know, volumes or something like that, or that I don't understand. Like that's a very, very old concept of the argument is, Hey, you're going to score more points. If you do not really, because I feel confident in the players I'm drafting later where you're drafting your quarterback. So it has to be an apples, apples comparison, especially when you say like, when we go to an example, like, whoops, I mean, Hey, yeah, do that. The fantasy football show.com. Get your one-on-one text advice. When you go to, this example here, this is probably an even better example than the Cousins because not many people are going to be drafting Cousins as a starter. But if you go from the uh, if you go from the argument of Herbert, and let's say you can get uh, Hertz in seven, so we'll just use the same player and do the flip on it, the flip side on it. Is Hertz a better value in round seven? than Herbert in round four. You could argue it, but it really depends on what you do with your picks. You can't just say, because there's a very small point difference, so let's use Hertz in my in my example. If I think Hertz is going to be a, a top six, top seven quarterback, and Herbert's number one, but the points between him, or let's even say uh, a quarterback in this range here, is it better to just wait on a quarterback? If you miss on the player that you draft here, then you could definitely argue that. But if I'm taking Herbie here and I land a player like St. Brown here and I think St. Brown's going to actually ball with the player that you could have got here, let's say you're getting DK. If I think St. Brown's going to ball with DK to a point where it's better to have Herbert over Hertz, then the apples to apples comparison is that the early quarterback wins. So in the case of Cousins down here, yeah, you can get Cousins to be Four, uh, three points different a game, whatever your your stats say on that, that's fine. But will you land your other player where I'm drafting my quarterback? That's what it all comes down to. It's not just a simple replace. Oh, you're gonna score more if you do this. You have to land your picks. So it, it, it's a good argument. It's an argument as old as time. I totally understand it. I know I know what I'm doing with it. I know that it seems like uh to to or to 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 fantasy owners that don't like to draft quarterback early, it seems hard for them to to accept that, that, that the person believes that they're going to land their pick later. So I totally understand what you're saying, but it doesn't change my, my thought process at all or my strategy with early and middle round quarterback drafting. Um, so I feel I feel what you're saying. Okay, um, Eagles are a playoff team if Hurts continued to be subpar passer. He will be replaced, even someone like Car- uh, Carson Strong. Bro, I-, I I know you want to root against, Bob wants to root against Hurts. Um, but he-, he is a real opportunity to be better than subpar. Egos are a playoff team. If Hurts continued to be subpar passer, he will be replaced. He's not going to be subpar. Dude's going to run for 800 yards. Not that that's everything, but I'm just saying, dude's going to move the football down the field going to move the football down the field hit that like button do it now and do it aggressively says conklin avatar says even 
very smart point difference matters. It does, but you're assuming, you got to assume that, where, where is this? Why well, I want to call in. Try calling in again. I don't know why my phone line wasn't working there. Um, you're assuming that I'm not going to land the other player though. You know what I mean? That's, that's what people that argue that whole quarterback thing don't take into account is like, I, I believe I'm going to land the pick where you're drafting your quarterback. I'm going to land that pick. If I land that pick, it's game over. The debate's over. The debate's over because Burrow in the, in the player I land in round seven or eight where someone's drafting a quarterback, I'm smashing that. I'm smashing that. There's a hundred ways to win. Thousand ways, million ways to win. You can win with Kirk Cousins. You can win with Josh Allen. You can win with Justin Herbert. You can win with Joe Burrow. You can win with Jalen Hurts. There's no, there's no set way to to win or play fantasy football. You're live on the fantasy football show. What can I do for you? Who and who am I talking to? Identify yourself. Who? Mario. What's up, Mario? Hey, I'm at work, so I gotta make it quick. But uh, I think you should definitely talk to Jalen Hurts up there with the move, man, Broski. Yeah, I love Jalen Hurts, bro. He's on his he, way. He's top five. He's top five. Minimum, like seven quarterback. Let's just talk about the move, man. This is phenomenal. Yeah, he might. He might be on there. I'm being very. I'm being very careful with who I toss up on the on the movement page, but but Hertz is definitely uh, definitely a consideration. Don't worry. You, you, you got him in your t- you got him in your top five. I got him in the top five easy, even nice. without AJ Brown tossing AJ Brown in there. I mean, come on. Yeah, it, it, he's gonna have a good year, man. He's gonna run. He's gonna run for I don't know how many yards is he gonna run for eight hundred. Running, uh, yeah, definitely eight hundred and probably six to seven rushing teams. Yeah, it's gonna be a—he's like a running back, bro. You know when people say, you know when people say he's like having an extra running back. I sometimes hate that phrase because, like, when you use it with Lamar, it's not true. It's not true. Lamar, if you take Lamar's running away from him, he's a mediocre quarterback. He doesn't have great fantasy quarterback stats. Jalen Hurts, actually, that makes sense when you say it because. It's like having an extra quarter or an extra running back because even if you took away his running, he's still throwing the ball. He's going to still throw the ball. He's going to still have a really good, really good passing numbers. And and everybody judging him off of one year, it's ridiculous. All right, man, appreciate you. People don't realize and AJ Brown now. Like, come on. Yeah. Hey, who, you said this is Mario, right? Yeah. All right, Mario, I got you in my in my uh, phone here. Appreciate you, man. Call call in any time, Mario. Later. Okay, did you guys watch the Eagles game versus Tampa Bay in the playoffs last year? How did Hurts look? Joey B, Lance, and Hurts all... To five watch. I love I love I love Joey B. I love Lance. I love Hertz. I love all three of these quarterbacks, Broski. To the moon. To the moon. To the moon. <clears throat> I won two championships with Hertz, and when I drafted him, I bragged to my whole league that I had an extra running back. You did have an extra running back. You did. And you're gonna this year. 
You literally, you can't say that about Lamar. Lamar's not an extra running back. Lamar's just a running back, you know, in a quarterback shell. And that's why Lamar's great in fantasy. But Hurts is going to be a good passer. He's going to throw for a lot of yards. He's got A.J. Brown now. It's going to be unbelievable. The season's going to be unbelievable for Jalen. He's going to have a big, big year. He might be on the moon. He might be on the moon. We keep getting enough pushback, and we're, we're shoving him onto the moon page. Uh, Ron with another super chat. You trying to say Hertz is like Vic potential? No way. I mean, he he is like Vic potential. Though, Ronnie, he could he could rush for a thousand yards. I mean, pretty easily. He 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 is a he is a Vic type quarterback. That, I mean, that's exactly what I would argue for sure. He, I mean, he's on his way to it, so it's going to be a little uncomfortable for some people until he becomes that. I get that. But Jalen Hurts is, has a he has a thousand yard rushing potential. That's the definition of Michael Vick, especially when you can throw the ball as well. Like he could throw for twenty. I mean, he'll easily throw for twenty five plus TDs. He'll run for last year. Jalen Hurts had ten rushing. <laughs> look at this. Look at these rushing stats. If you don't think Jalen Hurts is going to throw for, you know, twenty five plus touchdowns and I get it that's that's your prediction and I respect it I don't I don't hate on anybody's you know prediction in general uh but this is Jalen Hurts's rushing stats last year 784 and 10 <laughs> this guy throws for near 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns plus 25 plus it's gonna be a painful year for a lot of the people doubting Jalen it's gonna be a big season Jalen's a Jalen's a fantasy monster. Then you're gonna have people just talking about how he's bad at football, but he's good at fantasy again, and and that's that's par for the course with Jalen. Hate a lot of people hate Jalen. A lot of people hate Jalen. Hertz was injured last uh, late in the year, so it left a little sour taste in my uh, in your mouth. D-, D Town says, "I hear you. I hear you." Avatar says. Points per game difference, A.J. Dillon versus the 12th running back versus Burrow. Point per game difference versus Cousins. The Dillon point per game difference will be much bigger. But again, you're, 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 I get what you're saying. Again, Avatar, it's the argument is old as time. Like, there's two sides to it. It's not like this is a, a revelation. Like, I, I appreciate it. It's not like it's a revelation that no one's argued before. Like, it's, it's argued for a reason because people have different perspectives on it. This is... Not accounting for what I see Burrow doing. This is accounting for statistics from last year. And what I'm telling you is I believe that A, you got to hit on the quarterback you're talking about. So you can't just say Cousins will do this. They're changing their offense. They're going to try and go more pass heavy. Will it work? Will it backfire and cause the offense to fall apart and struggle and not get in the red? Like, you 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 gotta factor in. There's a lot of change that could happen on the quarterback that you're taking on that side of it. What if he dips? What if he's not as good? You can't just say Cousins will for sure do this. So, and you're also not taking into account when you use this data to drive your decision. What I'm predicting, I'm predictive. I I'm very gut instinct and gut oriented. Yeah, I use a lot of stats to to my advantage. Of course, I'm I'm not just a guy that does analytical, and I do both. You know, I I do both. I'm very very I'm very, very gut-driven. I'm very, very statistic-driven. But I let my gut override any statistics. Or more so, I let my gut hammer home a point and make me drive in a different direction. Because both stats and my gut are telling me. Or stats stats confirm what my gut's already saying. So what, what you're saying here, there's arguments to it for sure. That's why this is the oldest fantasy football debate in history. It's the oldest debate in time. 
Do you take a quarterback late? Do you take a quarterback early? There are people that do both for a reason because sometimes Avatar, people draft better with their strengths and sometimes people struggle in fantasy to identify the quarterback that you're talking about. Who is the quarterback that's going to consistently do what you're saying later or is that quarterback going to drop off and fall off the face of the earth? You can say till you're blue in the face that if you draft this quarterback here, over early quarterback here, what happens if this quarterback falls off the face of the earth? You know, there's so many components. It's not as easy as it's a lock that you're going to get these stats to play out the way that you're saying, though. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate the the argument and the point. It's for sure a good strategy for some people, but some people do very well drafting quarterback early, and that is their strength. And if you if you if you if you send everybody in a certain direction, you know, like hey, wait on your quarterback doesn't work for everybody just because it works for you it sounds like avatar this actually is is to your strength and how you do and how you draft and the bottom line is it's not it's not statistical fact though avatar because you are not accounting for what i expect burrow to do this year burrow's gonna blow this expectation out of the water he's gonna blow it out of the water Hertz is going to blow the expectation out of the water. If I thought everybody was going to score the exact same amount of points from the previous year, why would you not use just math to make your decision? I understand that. So you're right in a sense that if the numbers were the same, you could use math to draft. But the numbers are not the same. It's the National Football League. It's a, a place where a guy can not play eight games and be the number one running back in the NFL during just the final eight games it's not baseball where there's the averages and everything's numbers like you don't even have to watch baseball you can just play the averages because they play so many games you are what you are average wise it doesn't even change if you're a a 6.5 baseball uh, point scorer in fantasy baseball you're 6.5 you really don't change you could draft a number in baseball in football it's so different six games at the end of the year could be a whole different thing than the first part of the season. And if you believe Burrow is going to be a certain level of, of awesomeness, you can't af- account for that with using previous stats. So definitely, definitely a hundred different ways to win. Avatar's way is not wrong. Ron's way is not wrong. Your boy Smitty's way is not wrong. What matters is what works for you and what works for you, what you're able to do, how you're able to execute it. I think telling one person to do something a certain way, which is why I don't tell people to draft early quarterback if it doesn't work for them. Sounds to me like Avatar and some other people love to go later quarterback. That's fine. That works. That absolutely works. But you got to do what works for you and draft to your strengths. And there's a lot of people that can't stand to play the late quarterback game because if they get it wrong, then their their team suffers. And they, they can never get out of that, that constant battle of trying to get a quarterback. I have a lot of people that say, Smitty, I'm always pretty late quarterback, and I kept screwing up who I drafted last year, the year before. I'm finally buying into early quarterback because it doesn't work for me to do late quarterback. So it just depends on on your on how good you are at it. Like Avatar sounds like you've got it down for you, and I would continue to use it. I wouldn't even advise you not to go late quarterback, Avatar, because it sounds like it's your jam. So definitely do what works for you. My advice to everybody watching is don't listen to any one person that tells you to do something a certain way. If I was here telling you, you must draft Joe Burrow early or in the middle rounds, then you shouldn't listen to me because you might not be good at drafting like that. you got to draft and play to your strengths 
and improve every single facet of your game. Make your weaknesses strengths, but until then, draft accordingly. Draft in a way that puts you in the best position to win. Your boy Smitty's telling you that Joe Burrow's the best pick in fantasy football 2022 outside of Brees Hall. Brees Hall in round four wins you leagues. Joe Burrow in round six wins you leagues. Do with it what you want, but these are the top two picks in 2022 given their ADP, their cost of entry. Joe Burrow round six, Brees Hall round four. Now go win a championship, Moon Men. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. Call into the show. Dial 602 um, NFL. Let's see here. Bruce took Joey B number two overall. That's high, Bruce. That's high, bro. Can you call in and explain yourself? What are you doing taking him two overall? Is this a super flex? If it is, then yeah. Of course. I'm fine with that. Is this, if this is a super flex. You're fine. I wish someone complaining about that. I like that. Scott says, why are you trying to mess with Burrow's ADP, Bruce? That's a super flex. That's a, that's a fine move. I'm fine with that. Herbert, Burrow, anywhere in the top two or three. Anywhere in the top two or three. Uh, Hertz is elusive. <laughs> he sure is. He sure is. Frank, I get lost when people try to bring up playoff wins and losses. Uh, call in again, Mario, I, or Bruce, or whoever called in. My darn phone line. It's good and bad. These ain't the Joe Flacco days where you need to win a Super Bowl to get paid. This is Frake. Frake smoking a cigar like Joe Burrow in his photo. Attaboy. Uh, dial in again, Mario, or whoever that was. My bad, I'm missing your call. Frake to the moon. Frank to the moon. Avatar. The Bruce. What's up, the Bruce? Hold on. Let me let me play. Let me, let me play your intro. The Bruce I'm coming to defend my loose. Joey B pick number two it's overall. Super, super flex, right? Yeah, super yeah, flex. Yeah, okay. Then fine. I, yeah. Somebody says something about you Alan ruining the ADP. One, and I took uh Burrow second. Over Herbie and all them. Burrow, yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind Herbert. I don't mind Burrow. I don't mind Mahomes. I don't mind Josh Allen. You can take those guys in any order. It's preference. My order would be Herbert, Burrow. Or, I'm sorry, Her, Herbert, Josh Allen, Burrow. Um, if I'm drafting, like, in order. But... Right. I don't mind Burrow number two. I don't mind Burrow number one. Like, literally, I get, you know, the wind blows a certain way, the Bruce. If it blows a certain way, you're hanging to the left that day. Doesn't matter. You can you can go any one of those guys. I like to take destiny into my own hands. I don't like when people say, hey, I'll just take the fourth and just take who's left over. I hate that approach. But, like, you're on the clock. Make a decision. If you feel, if you feel like it's Joseph Burrow for the long term, pull the trigger. You did. I respect it. Yep, it was in the uh, voicemail league. Not a boy. What's your team I, so far? I got, I got Burrow, I got Carr, and I drafted Travis Kelsey in the third round. Burrow, Carr, Travis Kelsey. 
Burrow, Carr, Travis Kelsey. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see what you do. Is it tight end premium? Uh, I don't think this super flex is uh, super uh, uh, tight end premium. Yeah. I, I would have been interested so. to know who was there in place of Carr. But past that, I mean, it's still a good, it's a good, good team. Nice job. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, I think he was the best quarterback left from what I understand. And I was like, well, if I don't take him here, who am I going to get stuck with? Lance was already gone. Hertz was gone. Do it, Bruce. Get down. So I took, uh, so I took Derek Carr just so I, uh, I had uh, a viable number. Uh, I hear you. My favorite approach. Flex. My favorite approach, though, because you were drafted from the the two spot, would have been to revert back. If it's not mandatory, is it mandatory QB or is it super flex? It's super flex. Yeah. See, my my. I mean, you've seen my videos, though, Bruce. The Bruce. Not that you have to do exactly what I'm saying all the time. I'm not saying that. But like when you when you revert back to this, so in the you took Burrow here. And it, it's advantageous to have uh, a second good quarterback, obviously. But this is where I revert back to normal drafting in these these three rounds, and I kind of play it by ear for this round and this round. But like uh, this is where you could come in and still get a Jefferson type of player. Then you come in and you get like a, a Javante here or something or whatever. I feel like you can clean up, get reverting back to one QB thinking with drafting in the second round. Whenever you get one of these top four picks, that's my best strategy. When you've got a one to four pick, this go non-QB, non-QB, and maybe non-QB here, and then consider it based on who's here in round five and round six. That's my best approach because it ends up looking similar to this team right here. I can throw this on the screen and show you the team that I drafted. Is this the team that I got? Uh, that's, that's, uh, this is it. So this is similar. This is from the nine pick though, but I don't know if you can see my screen, but this is how I think you can crush a super flex. So you treat round one like this, you take Kyler, um, obviously you take Burrow, whatever. Then you go back to normal drafting. DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, George Kittle, Terry McLaurin, Kenneth Walker, and then I go back to the quarterback and, and, and getting Davis Mills and Deshaun Watson may be risky to some people in a super flex, but it is a super flex. It is not a mandatory 2QB, so that risk is a lot lower. But look at that squad. Swift, Debo, A.J. Brown, Kittle, McLaurin. Absolute fire. And I'm comfortable with Davis Mills. And even if Davis Mills doesn't work out, Watson's probably playing, by the sound of it, maybe half a season right now, the way that the news is looking, whether you want to believe it or not. So this team would crush in Superflex. And that's my only advice next time you do one is consider. Do what feels right to you, the Bruce. Sounds like you got a good team. There's nothing wrong with Derek Carr. Um, but I, I do feel like this is an approach that is a winning formula in Superflex. Yes, it is. Appreciate you, the Bruce. What yeah, else you got for me? Anything else? Uh, I didn't know if you answered this, but because I was at work. But do you think Lamar should say, "Hey, listen, this is what people are getting. You're going to give me this, or I'm just going to play out my seven years and I'm done." Um, yeah, bro. But you got to keep in mind that Lamar is the reason why Lamar is not signed. It's not the Ravens. 
the reports that I've I've heard and the people that I've talked to close to the situation is the Ravens have been wanting to get a deal done. It's Lamar that's stalling. So the Ravens would say okay. <laughs> Lamar Lamar want Lamar's doesn't have an agent, man. He doesn't have an agent. This is why you no. need an agent. He needs an agent. Like everyone can say, oh, he's you know, he's being smart, he's doing it himself. Maybe it ends up working out. I'm not saying he can't, you know, end up doing the right deal, but without an agent, you're not you need to there's a reason someone does this for a living. Like granted, sometimes agents do less than other agents. I'm not saying that all agents earn their money and all that and they do a little amount of work or but there's a lot that goes into negotiation. There's a lot that goes into where the player doesn't need to worry about disrupting the relationship between you and the team, right? You know, that's my agent. My agent's going to deal with that. I just play football. That's why agents exist, so that players can focus on football and let the agents make the uncomfortable feelings between the team and the agent, not the team and the player. Right now, Lamar and his mother are the agents. He, Him and his mother are handling this. It's not smart. It's not smart. You can say, no, oh, he's going to save that percentage. You know what the Ravens would say if Lamar came to him and said, look, I don't want to pay this agent fee. They would say, let us pick it up. Let us get an agent involved that can get this deal done. We'll pick up the tab. Whatever the agent needs to get paid, we'll just pay that. Like, this is what's so dumb about the argument. He should have an agent. There's no there's no argument that he shouldn't have an agent. Lamar should have an agent. There's no argument. I don't want to hear it from anybody. There's no sense in this. The Ravens would gladly pick up the tab and just say, let's get a deal done. The Ravens want to ink him. The problem is this man doesn't necessarily know where he wants to be two, three, four years from now. And I don't blame him for that. I know that he's upset probably that they got rid of Hollywood, even though he knew it was coming. I don't need people to remind me that. He knew it was coming. Doesn't mean he accepted it or liked it. They shipped off his number one wide receiver. I mean, as a quarterback, that's going to irk you a little bit. He reportedly from a, a few people, I've heard multiple different people on this, that he wants to maybe consider, and this could be posturing, he could sign a deal tomorrow. But he may want to be franchise tagged for multiple years after his fifth-year option so that he can ink his bigger deal after that and get that franchise tag money, which isn't a bad approach on, on his face, but this is a running quarterback. This is a quarterback that runs over 150 to 180 times. You know? That's crazy. That's yeah, cr- he, to, to he, put to, to literally postpone getting the payday when you run the football 150 to 180 times a season. That that's just I I, I don't know why he's waiting. I wouldn't wait if I was his agent, and he doesn't have an agent. If I was his mom, <laughs> if I if I was his mom, and I was his agent at the same time, I would tell him, I would say, son. You can't spend $230 million. You should take it. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, coming off the, the coming off the the Deshaun Watson $230 million guaranteed deal, if he had an agent, an agent would have chased that and got him probably something very close to that. Like off the back of that contract. Now that Kyler reset the, the tone of guaranteed money not being fully. It's not fully guaranteed. It's 160 of 230. Now Kyler's ability to do that is probably taken off the table. So, 
just I just don't understand like what 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 the the perspective is. Like what there's certain agents that get deals done, man. They get big deals done. You send one of these big dogs in there to, to, to he he walk away with 250 200 million guaranteed. He waits around and gets hurt. He may not get these these deals he thinks he's going to get 3 years from now. I love that he's banking on himself, but he's a running quarterback. He's a running quarterback. He's a running quarterback, the Bruce. He runs Yeah. Yeah. And- 150 to 180 times a season. He's going to get hurt at some point. Is he really going to... And again, it could be posturing. Maybe he does want to ink this deal and he's really trying to negotiate. And this is the way he negotiates. This is the way his mom negotiates. I don't know. Maybe his mom's got a plan. I have no idea. (laughs) Would you let your mom negotiate your $230 million contract to Bruce? Would Miss Robinson be... Would that be put in her hands? Or would you go get an agent? No. I'd go get Drew Rosenhaus. No offense, Miss Robinson. Robinson, I might trust Miss Robinson. Actually, I think she'd get it done. <laughs> I think she'd walk in there and go, yeah. "Hey, Ravens, bake, 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 bake in, boys, bake in the guaranteed money and do it now." Bake, 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 bake in, boys. That's yeah. the Bruce's mom, by the way. That voice, that legend yeah, that you hear is. right now. Does your mom like being a legend of the show? Actually, she does. That's good. I like that. Your mom's Jack, your mom's loved on the show, bro. Your mom is loved on the show. Everybody loves your mom. Actually, my dad's kind of jealous. <laughs> Do we need to get pops involved? Do we need to get Mister? Can we get a clip from Mister Robeson? Can we can we create a little can we create a little tension inside the Robeson household? Can you get can we get something from pops? Something something crazy from pops? Send us something, the Bruce. We didn't know we had a battle going on. Yeah, he would do something, but he would only do it for Baker Mayfield. Do it, whatever it is. Just send it to me, okay? We'll get it on here. Tell tell him I'll make him. I'll make him the fantasy football show famous, bro. All right. I will appreciate you. All right, one more question. Yeah. All right. So I know we. I might want to beat a thing over a dead horse. But what do you think of these players going back? Like, J.K. went after uh, Ian Rappaport. Do you think that they should be barking at anybody, or you think they should be like Lenny, play off Lenny, who I don't believe in, and say, just watch me in September? you think they should say something like that, not talk about, hey, this is how I feel? You, do I think like that... My knee is- I mean, do I think the players should be talking about it, you mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't mind when a player defends themselves, but, like, you know, I think players in general are too embedded in social media. Like, if I, I know you can't control players and say you can't be on social media, but some players that can't handle social media shouldn't be on social media. You know, like, I, I love when people say, oh, you should leave them alone, or when Josh Jacobs snapped and, and told his fans to, to F off and... He said, screw your fantasy, and he lied to everybody and said that he wasn't going to play to try and screw up fantasy football and just told told, told people to meet him at the stadium. Here's the address. You have a problem with me? Meet me at the stadium. Here's the address. Like, being a child. Josh Jacobs was a child. That's why he blocked me on all social media because I was blasting him about it. And I'm not just yeah. against Jacobs because he. Blo- I don't care if he blocked me. People think that's why I'm against him. I'm against him because he doesn't. he isn't using his head. And, and if you can't handle the social media, then just 
like zone it like zone it out by not even going near it like why are you on social media if this bothers you so bad and when people say well these poor players get get hassled all the time and people are like you need to start for me you need to score more points for me if they can't handle that part of their job which that is part of their job they're in the NFL they're dealing with the media they're dealing with fans then they should not be on social media there are players that aren't active on social media you don't have to be on social media that's your own fault that's your own fault for going in there and and, and mingling in an environment that's going to bother you it's their fault. It, you know, it's it's ridiculous when a player flips out and then blames it on the fans and then some people defend the player when the, when the player was ridiculous. Like the whole uh, Kinlaw thing. Like as much as I, I can't stand the way that that went down on the other side of the fence. But Kinlaw shouldn't be putting himself in that situation either it was just a bad situation there's so many of these situations that players just need to step away from like defending a player at all that 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 flips out on a fan it's ridiculous uh i had a one-hour meeting and smitty is still live at a boy vamp (laughs) do you think uh tom brady got rashad white because he couldn't get james white there uh, he want he wanted uh, he wanted familiarity maybe, maybe but Rashad White to the moon can we can we all talk about Rashad White for a second Rashad White to the moon this guy Lenny look I, I to the moon I don't wish injury upon Lenny I don't wish negativity upon Lenny I I you know I wish Lenny would get traded and then be successful somewhere else send him to the Raiders send him to the Raiders to take yeah, well, Josh so- Jacobs's place <laughs> put Fournette Josh in the Raiders you know from get him out of here find anyway. But Rashad White is one of the best pass-catching running backs to come out of college in a long time. And and this guy, Lenny, comes in overweight. This guy, Lenny, dropping footballs, which I put the report up yesterday. I got blasted left and right from people saying, I'm making up stuff that Leonard Fournette's dropping footballs. I put the report up yesterday. Go look at the video. Um, I had to because people kept asking me about it. So I finally put it up. Leonard Fournette was dropping footballs, came in at 260 pounds. He's older now. He never plays full seasons. He's never played a full season. He's always missing time. He's always banged up. And an older running back, every every year this man gets older. Unfortunately, we all get older every single year, the Bruce. You can't run away from father time. And this man's getting older every single year and doing this weight drop. That's not healthy for your body. If... There's a reason he doesn't stay healthy. It's probably because his weight fluctuates and he's putting himself in a weak and vulnerable position, dropping this weight quickly, struggling on the treadmill. That's how you get hurt trying to rush this and pack and jam pack it all into a, a small window of time. This guy's susceptible to getting hurt and Rashad White's waiting for him. I'm not wishing it upon him. Again, I wish they would trade him. If I could press this button right here, the one that I wouldn't press for, for sending Melvin Gordon to Baltimore... I would press this to send Fournette to to uh, to the Raiders. Put him in a Raiders yeah. uniform. Maybe yeah. he does well there. Okay, but Rashad White is waiting. He's waiting. He can't wait until the opportunity's there. He doesn't wish injury upon Fournette any more than anybody. We don't want Fournette to get hurt. Not saying that, but Fournette is putting himself in a very likely position to get hurt. Rashad White's going to have his shoelaces laced up. He's ready to go. He's got everything ready to go. His hands are fully prepared. Where's my football? Where's my football? His hands are fully prepared. This man, this man can catch everything. Boom. Over there, catch everything. 
like this. He catches footballs like this. The Bruce, the, the, the ball comes in, he catches it like that. You didn't know Smitty had those kind of hands, did you? Look at that. I can catch the football on the top of my hand. So can Rashad White. And he'll end up in the right spot, too. Yeah. Unlike Lenny. All right, Bruce, appreciate you, man. Uh, Rashad yep, White to the moon. Later. Rashad White to the moon. To the moon. Moon men. The moon men. Dropping loads in outer space. Space. I'll be back 7 p.m. Eastern. Appreciate every single one of you. I'm Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show. I'm live Monday through Friday, and I'm live whenever there is breaking news. Um, R. Smith says it's hard. It's not easy bringing Sexy back. So, yeah, it's going to be tough for him to drop those LBs. Um, I'll be live anytime there's breaking news. That's the way I roll. Kyler Murray signed his extension. Smitty goes live. That's not including the Monday through Friday 7 p.m. show, which is coming up next. So I'll see you at 7 p.m. Unless news breaks again, because I'll go live then. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your one-on-one text advice with me, Smitty. On-demand texting, bull predictions, all the rankings. Your boy's done it for 20 years over on the content side. So get over there and check it out, thefantasyfootballshow.com. Underdog Fantasy, link in the, in the, in the description. Promo code Smitty. Avatar, thank you, the Bruce, thank you, everybody, for the good debate, Avatar, Blackbeard, Ron, for the good debate, Ron, Mario, Hurts to the Moon, we all have different opinions and it's okay, because that's what makes fantasy football work, appreciate you all, see you at 7 p.m. Left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get loud. People are getting burrowed left and right. Get braced. Get braced. Get braced.